Hey friends, welcome to the team. I'm Sarah, marketing professional, bar fitness instructor, and dancer. And I'm Kira, a professional in the wellness industry, dancer, and lover of all things fitness and well-being. We're your hosts of the Team Wellness TO podcast. Together, we've created this podcast to be your one-stop shop for all information about the entrepreneurs that work to build a healthier Toronto every day. Our goal is to form the largest team of healthy, happy, and thriving individuals in Toronto. We aim to provide the information you need to start or further your holistic wellness journey. Let's get this conversation started. Today's guest is Michelle Pound, an award-winning instructor, keynote speaker, and mindfulness coach based in Toronto. Since 2013, she has been helping people connect to their mind, body, and breath in a warm and witty way. She loves teaching her students the power of the present moment and how to connect to both the head and the heart. Her passion lives in creating human connectedness through mindfulness, meditation, and movement. She teaches workshops and speaks internationally on these topics. On this episode, we will be exploring... Michelle's story, what's next for her, and diving into her thoughts in the wellness industry as a whole. She offers valuable knowledge that can translate into your everyday life. We loved getting to know her, and we hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. To get started, we'd love for you to share with our audience basically the SparkNotes version of your story. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here with you guys. And I guess for me, um, movement has always been a really important part of my life. I started dancing when I was five and then spent, you know, majority of my time up until I was uh, 17 in competitive dance. So always being really active and always kind of being a part of a community of movers was something that was instrumental And um, then when I kind of got into my mid-20s, I was really into yoga. I found it really, really grounding, and I was able to kind of get a new sense of sensation or feeling in my body. So I kind of shifted from uh, kind of hard, intense weights and that type of exercise to incorporating more yoga and mindfulness, which led me to do my yoga teacher training and um, I was able to do it over a six-month period of time which I was really grateful for because Mm -hmm. it gave me uh, the opportunity to really sink in savor the experience and when I did it I actually got to train with one of the most incredible teachers Uh, Sean Korn has been in the yoga scene since the early 90s and I also trained with Sarah Powers who is an incredible yin and yang teacher so it was just like a beautiful experience Um, but it was also in that time uh, that I found out I had a nerve disorder and so I had lost fine motor skills in my hands for about (laughs) six weeks so I went from being someone doing all of these intense inversions and vinyasa flows and working out to not even being able to hold a fork or uh, put on my pants or lock my door. So 
it was a huge kind of awakening of, you know, what's going on with my body and, and what am I going to do moving forward? And, um, when it comes to kind of neurology, there's not really any clear course of you're going to do this treatment and in six weeks or two months, you'll be healed. Um, Mm -hmm. they just kind of tell you to take medication and hope for the best. (laughs) And so, yeah. Luckily, because I was doing this six-week pro or six-month program, I got really into meditation and mindfulness and visualization techniques. And it was through that experience that allowed me to kind of heal my disorder and really um, just open me up to more of the wellness side of things because fitness had always been a part of my life. But... Um, really got me interested in, you know, what else is out there from the Eastern kind of perspective. Um, and then that journey led me to different things through nutrition and then again back into more of the fitness world and Pilates, which led me to Lugree, um, <laughs> which was just a really amazing workout on the mega form no machine like it you know my kind of love and desire for that and just community um, led me to kind of take the teacher training and then end up teaching there and then from that experience again um, brought me back into meditation and mindfulness and again the kind of thing goes circles and back into kind of fitness I would say Meditation, movement, and mindfulness is just a constant in my life. And so that kind of brought me to where I am today, which is leading my own um, corporate meditation and mindfulness business, as well as mindful coaching and movement. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. You've accomplished a lot, and it's truly inspiring. In case the terms mindfulness and meditation are new concepts to our listeners, could you please share the differences between them? Mindfulness is more of like the umbrella kind of terminology. And when you think of mindfulness, it's about to be present in the moment. So there's many things that you can do while being mindful. You know, there's mindful eating, um, mindful exercise, just mindful in the sense of when you're with somebody one-on-one or yourself or in a group of the words that you're using, the actions you're taking. Meditation, on the other hand, is a specific act. So when you're meditating, you're going inward, you're doing a combination of breath work, visualization, mantra. So it's a state of actually being. So those are the major difference between the two. Yes, okay. I think that's a very important thing to differentiate because a lot of people I know have made comments or they don't understand the difference, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree sometimes. I'm like, I don't, did, definitely didn't know the, the difference um, when you first kind of start exploring, so it's really helpful um, for people to learn. And so I know right now you kind of mentioned you're focusing on the corporate training and the mm-hmm. mindfulness coaching, so I would love to know... Um, you know, what you love most about coaching and teaching, and then what do you find difficult about it? 
Yeah, I mean, so being able to work with people one-on-one is a really incredible experience. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as my clients um, learn from me, I learn so much from them as well, and I'm able to see myself in all of them. And you just get to see a progression of where people you know, start and where they finish. My program is always six months minimum just to give people that time for transformation. And sometimes or kind of most times when people kind of come to me, they're looking to make a change in their life. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, people have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. But it's also when people are most in that mindset to take on kind of a fresh perspective or a beginner's way of being and to have conversations with people and to see them progress from something that maybe they never thought was possible and then they're able to create that for themselves is really really incredible and gives me you know so much joy and value in my life and when it comes to working with corporations the reason I kind of started to get into that field was I would have a lot of one-on-one clients and the main kind of pain points that we would kind of talk about would be related to work you know we spend Mm -hmm. so much of our time at work and so if you're not in an environment that makes you feel supported, connected, inspired, it really affects your quality of life. And so what I noticed was that there was clearly a problem and a disconnect of what was kind of happening at work and wouldn't it be really cool to be able to go in and help bridge that gap and to teach teams of people Um, senior leadership and people making important decisions about the culture of the company about you know what are some things that they can do that are super simple and immediately effective to really shift that mindset and to help people become closer together to make sure that everyone knows that there's a purpose that they're working towards it Um, to be able to learn how to actually listen to each other without biases and most importantly just to be able to connect because at the end of the day people want to work with people and people that they like and so is there a way to kind of create a shift in use language or different ways of being through mindfulness through meditation that can really just help people achieve that for sure and I think there's some cultures that can sometimes feel really maybe isolating to people um, or or negative and I think mindset is the biggest way to sort of change that and shift that and so in terms of the coaching is there anything that you find really challenging about it um you know, when I work with people for one-on-one, I just make sure that they are actually the right fit, both for me and for them, just because one of the things I did learn in the beginning is you want to, at least I want to help people, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really results-orientated, but if someone's not the right fit, and they're not committed, and they're not in the mindset, then it's not going to be a successful experience for either party for sure and so the only that was 
a very, very quick learning, mm-hmm. um, but it would be challenging, you know, when a client wouldn't show up for calls or just wasn't in that mindset. Yeah. But then knowing that, you know, to, to take that time and to just say, you know, here's some references, here's a meditation that might work for you call me in like a month or two months when you feel like you are in a place to commit and see how it goes but other than that there's been nothing but really amazing experiences I'm really lucky with the people I get to work with I think that's definitely incredible and a great piece of advice for people maybe who want to get into coaching one day and kind of a lesson for them as they start their business you speak internationally mm-hmm. and you have spoken internationally and we find that incredible and we just want to know what your vision is what is your next step because that's already such a huge step that you've already taken so do you have plans for the future yeah of course um so I've just been kind of lucky with um who I've been able to connect with so in April I spent most of the month in Tulum Mexico and I had a private client there when I coached him and then his team and from there I just met somebody and now I'm going to be going to Guatemala in a couple weeks to do some work there and mindfulness as well and it's all about again just like creating community and connection and so for me what I would want to envision for myself is to be able to connect with as many people globally as I can Mm -hmm. and I think there's no kind of better way to learn um, than to be in a new environment to just literally creates and lights up neural pathways in your brain um it's one thing to read about something or see it on instagram and it's another to experience it so i'm working on a couple of things um and partnerships to kind of see where that will bring me but travel has always been a passion of mine i've been to 30 countries and counting so whenever I get the chance to kind of do a workshop or lead a retreat or just work with a client one-on-one I'm definitely always up for taking it yeah what's your what's the favorite place you've traveled to oh you know um so I love scuba diving there's something really tranquil and meditative in a way about being in the ocean yeah, and it's like being, completely silent just yes your own breath yeah of course and uh, so the Gili islands in indonesia is one of my favorite places that i visited um i'm kind of an ocean girl so yeah. mombasa <laughs> in uh, kenya in the indian ocean there is absolutely stunning Hawaii is really amazing and magical, but then there's all so many incredible places like the food in Europe, the scene in LA for meditation, New York's energy. So I don't discriminate. I like to just (laughs) add all the stamps in my passport. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have one of those um, little scratch maps where it tells you where you've been in the world? I don't have one of those, but I'm thinking that would be an excellent idea. I keep all of my passports. So I have like about three expired ones now and they're just fun memories to look at. Yeah, that's so cool. Now that we know more about you, we'd sort of love to transition into chatting about the wellness industry in Toronto as a whole. So first, uh, what does the word wellness mean to you? 
So for me, wellness means a sense of being. So that's kind of mind, body, spirit, and having all of those elements work together to create a whole picture. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great explanation. (laughs) I was just letting that sink in. Um, What advice would you offer to someone who might be interested in a career similar to yours? Yeah, I, I would say that just go out and meet people. If you're going to a class, you know, just talk to an instructor afterwards. Oh, introduce yourself, say hello. Um, we're really lucky in the sense that social media can make things really accessible and start engaging with different people in your community. If someone's doing something that is cool or inspires you, let them know. Don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, send some hearts, send a comment, um, send them a DM. And I think it's important to, you know, want to build that true connection and coming from a place where you're curious and you're interested and just kind of see where building that relationship can go. Yeah. Connections seem to be an integral part of kind of how you lead your life. And I think that's a really great, great way to go about it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. And then what would be your sort of number one piece of advice for someone who wants to improve their overall well-being? Um, I think it would just kind of depend on them getting clear on their intention of what exactly it is that they want to improve and why is that. Um, Sometimes on the fitness side, it's a little bit more external. Mm -hmm. And then if it's more specifically wellness, that might be a little bit more internal, but then have external benefits. So just knowing why you're doing something and then having that clear intention, I think, is really important. Awesome. Yeah, so you're, you're clearly following a path that you love, and we both find that truly inspiring because that's what we strive to do in our everyday yeah, lives. That's the goal. <laughs> um, but what, from your path, what do you know now that you didn't know five years ago? Oh, wow. So much. Because (laughs) I used to work in a corporate job. So I used to be in PR and then I was in um, social media and e-commerce and digital strategy. And, you know, it all always kind of starts with the question of what if, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what if I could just spend more time doing fitness or Mm -hmm. what if I started teaching and then starting to be like persistent with that thought and starting to take small little actions because you know we live a lot in our heads and in order to really make changes you kind of have to be a bit bold and start taking those steps day by day and they eventually will lead you to where you want to go so five years ago I didn't probably wouldn't have thought I am where I am now, but um, every single experience I've had along the way has been an amazing learning experience for me to kind of propel me forward to where I am, you know, getting different skills, meeting different people, Mm -hmm. having different experiences. We're all really instrumental. Um, 
But also at the time, if you have that clear intention, I feel like you can get there a little bit faster. But if you don't have that, that's okay. Just notice what you do like and what makes you feel alive and thriving. And then notice those things that make you not feel that way. And then start to be in more alignment with the things that where you thrive. Yeah. Do you recommend sort of like journaling or noting those things down? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So journaling is like a big part of my life. It's always something I do in the morning and at night and just taking note, right? Because as human beings, we are really habitual by nature. We move in patterns and habits. Yeah. And so if you start to write every single day and it could just, when I first started, you know, journaling and having no idea what I wanted to really do from a wellness perspective, I would write, I want to heal through movement. Like that's what I wrote. Literally didn't get clear on that for like <laughs> six months. I just wrote it every single day, but I come in and I'm like, what does that mean? What does that yeah. look like? Yeah. You know, like what is this? But I kept thinking about it. You yeah. know, I didn't let it go away. I kept thinking about it and so if you're there's a lot of power to actually physically writing something out it releases a chemical in the brain and so I know we're all about typing things out or, but yeah. if you have the opportunity to get a journal I think it's really really powerful to help you to kind of put those thoughts to paper and get them out of the head yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a huge one. I feel like I go maybe like on and off with journaling. Some days I'll do it, some days I don't, but the, it's it's such a good practice for sure. Um, okay, so now we're going to do a little bit more of some like rapid fire questions, so some like quicker ones. Okay. Yeah. So first, um, who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot. Right now I would say Guru Jagat is really big on my list. She's a kundalini yoga instructor based in LA. Oh, awesome. All right. And what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear would be not taking action and just living in my head and never knowing. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. If you could have a superpower, which one would you choose? Hmm. I think eating all the sweets and having <laughs> no low low belly fat issues. <laughs> that is that is a good one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is one word that your friends would use to describe you? Funny. Ooh. Um, okay, what is the longest you've ever meditated for? Three and a half hours. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Um, would you ever do I've heard of those retreats like 10 passana yeah would you ever do that i'm gonna do one next year oh amazing we'll have to hear how that goes after <laughs> um so now we were hoping that maybe you could lead us and our listeners through a little meditation of our own yeah 100 so one quick little thing is multitasking is actually makes you counterproductive so mm -hmm. how the brain is structured we're designed to focus at one thing at a time so automatically when you are doing multiple things like checking your emails having your tabs open writing something down on your phone your brain power goes down by 51 percent mm -hmm. so 
If you're listening, <laughs> you're going to want to get focused, stop what you're doing, and we're just going to get connected to our breath. So the root of all meditation, or at least how I teach it, is based on breath work. And so if it's possible, close your eyes or lower your gaze and uncross your body. So if you have your legs crossed or your arms crossed, undo that. Make sure you have no cell phone in your hand and just start to take even breaths. So breathing in through the nose for four, three, two, one. Exhaling for three, two, one. Inhaling for three, two, one. Exhale for three, two, one. Continuing to breathe in this pattern. And as you breathe, just starting to tune into the own rhythm of your breath. Allow any thoughts to simply float on by like clouds in the sky. And now starting to deepen your breath, breathing in through the nose for one, two, exhaling through the mouth for four, three, two, one, again in one, two, deep exhale, four, Three, two, one. And continuing to breathe, continuing to relax the jaw, separating the teeth, allowing the tongue to hang heavy, allowing the shoulders to melt away from the ears, focusing on the breath, allowing it to be your anchor. And if any thoughts are coming to mind that are no longer in your highest good, just starting to imagine a giant balloon. And start to place these thoughts one by one into this balloon. And when it's full, lifting it up into the sky. Watching it float away. And leaving you lighter more like yourself. And starting to gently wiggle your fingers and your toes, coming back into the space, being aware of your breath. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. Yay! <laughs> that, was awesome. that was awesome. I feel very, yeah. I feel very nice. Even, like, even that was quick, it was probably couple yeah. minutes yeah but. I liked the balloon yeah I threw some words of stress in there <laughs> great that's awesome <laughs> thank you for leading us through yeah. that my pleasure um all right so at the end of every podcast we like to ask a fun would you rather question Ooh. so we each have prepared one for you okay <laughs> I'm gonna go first so, would you rather lose your memory completely and only remember each day as it happens, or create your own memories without the privilege of having eyesight and hearing? Mm, I'd have to That's go hard. with the first one. First one. Each day is fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would pick that too. That's kind of nice. Um, 
All right, mine's a little bit lighter. <laughs> so um, you have um, beautiful red hair. I've always wanted that color of hair. And my question for you is if you had to dye it, would you go brunette or blonde? Uh, yeah, I have done both, but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. I would go dark brunette. Yeah? Yeah. You win. You yeah. have one blonde, one brunette here. So <laughs> yeah, I think that would, that would look great. Okay, yeah, so that concludes all the questions we have for you today. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us as a guest and for being so open and sharing your journey with us and all of our listeners. For everyone who wants to keep up with you, where can people find you, social or classes? Where, where yeah, for sure. So they can find me on Instagram at Michelle Pound. I teach at home, the meditation studio, Mondays, 12 and 1230. And I do a special class at Bolo uh, Friday evenings called Mindful Movement. And I occasionally do stuff with Lululemon, the addicts. So... I always post my schedule on Instagram, so check me out there. Amazing. And then just do you have any last thoughts or just anything else you would want to share with our listeners before we sign off? Yeah, I would just say remember to take breaths as big as your dreams. Oh, that's that's amazing. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. It was a pleasure. Michelle was such an awesome guest today. She had so much wisdom to share and we learned so much from her. We hope that you did as well. Be sure to check out some of her classes. Thanks for tuning in. We have new episodes every Monday, so make sure you subscribe to stay up to date and share with a friend. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Team Wellness TO or check us out on our website at teamwellnessto.com. That's all for now. Go kick Monday's butt. Woo! And now for a blooper. So make sure you subscribe to stay up to date. God. <laughs>